Proper Madness. My name is Sabi and I give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves as well as our past and present experiences and in doing so we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. Welcome back everyone to Proper Madness. Today I am blessed and very happy to have Bryce on today's episode. He's such a lovely, wonderful, inspirational person that I found on TikTok. Um, He's just awesome. So I'll let him introduce himself and tell you what he's about. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, first off, my name is Bryce Spencer Jones. I'm a content creator on both Instagram and TikTok. Um, I've been making content for, I want to say, like a year and a half, maybe a little bit over that, talking about everything wow. from relationships to mental health, self-worth, everything in between, everything you can think of that is in the self-growth sphere, basically. Um, but I would say that like I, when I, when I first started off making content, it was... I didn't really have, have the plan of making content in the first place. I don't think anybody really does. It just kind of happened. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I I want to say it was like the end of 2020 and I was just coming out of a relationship and I just made a video on like ranting about um, saying how like the most attractive thing to me is knowing that you're working on yourself and stuff like that. And the, my first video blew up and um I think it got like 40,000 likes or something like that. I was like, wait, this is kind of cool. So like <laughs> I started making other videos. Like I made a second video and that one ended up blowing up and people started asking me questions and um, it just kind of led to everything that I have right now. So I'm super grateful for it. Oh, that's awesome. I had no, yeah, I didn't even know that because you seem so, <laughs> in all of your videos, um, you're just so self-aware and you do, it's clear you're doing a lot of like healing work on yourself um but yeah I like even your pieces of advice hit me and I'm like oh I'm like that's so, that's like exactly what I'm going through right now and it feels yeah. like you're talking to the person watching it which is kind mm-hmm. of cool so yeah. yeah I think um one thing that I I find myself doing and I think a lot of creators do it too is like we talk about things that like connect with other people but a lot of times we're doing things that like we're physically going through ourselves Mm -hmm. so it's like if I'm talking about something I'll talk about it in a way that's like if it's something I went through I'll just change the words to like you you're going through this you're going through that and it's a way to kind of connect with people and validate their own experiences and I think that's something that um I've always been kind of good at just like validating people's experiences and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just using that in a way to um spread what I have to say about like what I'm learning basically yeah. oh I like I like that and well that's how you you learn by teaching in a weird mm-hmm. way right and I think yeah. I have the same thing when I start like I don't have a plan for any of my videos at all I'll just start recording mm-hmm. and talking and then I start to figure things out as I'm talking which is interesting I don't know if you have the same thing um so I I'm actually a writer so oh. a lot of the stuff that I put out is like I'm I'm such a perfectionist so everything that I put out is like I spend so much time just like listening to music and um, writing things out to the music but it's usually what I'm going off of and like I'll 
memorize what I'm saying and like I'll put it out but like sometimes I will have videos where I'll talk about it but it's just that I'm such a perfectionist I want to make <laughs> sure everything that I say is like what I'm feeling because I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of times you see things about like people they have conversations and they end up saying something that they don't exactly mean so I want it to be as authentic to myself so the just the way that I find my way my like the easiest way for me to do that is just write it out Oh, that's and awesome. then, um, get out all the words that I don't really want to have in there and put in all the good stuff that I want to put in there. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I too am a writer. So I, I connect with that. Um, what got you, is that something you've been doing like your whole life writing? Is that like your outlet for? Um, no, not really. It wasn't like, I, I feel like I've always gravitated towards writing, but um, I'm actually more of like a visual artists so like <laughs> photography painting um I work in the film industry too so it's like all of these different things visually um and writing was never really something that I dove into until I started doing content oh, and cool. it's always just been something that like I've been passionate about just never taking the jump into mm. um so it's it's something that social media has definitely brought out with me where like I'm able to explore this different avenue of art in a way and I yeah. feel like art is all connected anyways we could have like another another conversation on that it's like I feel like all art is connected in a way where like you learn one thing and then they can bring it over to another medium so mm, yeah because yeah, so, art is uh arts are art is our way of communicating to the world what we sometimes cannot physically or physically ver like verbalize sometimes yeah, exactly. you know it's tough as a creative person like I feel like every creator or creative individual has something that they use to express themselves but mm -hmm. like you said when you're a creative person it just when you have that flow and that way of expressing yourself it can translate into like all these different avenues which is exactly. truly wonderful like I'll, I'm the type of person too where like I'm super passionate about something and like I'll get so passionate about it and I'll spend so much time on it that I'll, I'll kind of just like run out of fire for it. So like, mm. I'll have to find different ways of being passionate about it. And it's like, I actually saw this video, I forget what it was called exactly, but it's like being a very disorganized, passionate person. It's not usually like people you think about, like a lot of people, they talk about success where they're, um, they have all of these routines and they're like, they're very strict with their routines and like they have to go to the gym Monday through Friday and like yeah. all these other things and like they'll be hard on themselves if they don't actually hit these milestones but like with a person that's creatively just like messy and like they're following their passions they can't really do that because they'll lose their flame super easily so it's like I'll just I'll have something that I'm interested in and then I'll shift over to like what I'm interested in over here and like over there mm -hmm. so it's like it's not exactly strong routine I'm very bad at routine <laughs> but um I think it's it's more just like following passions and still being consistent in a mm. way so it's like I'll have on social media where like I'll post um maybe like five times a week and then I'll have times where like I don't post for the entire week or I post like yeah. one two, one or two times a week and like a lot of people they beat themselves up about it if they're not posting consistently or like they're not on the strict schedule but, but I think it's more important just staying consistent and doing what you're passionate about I think there's too much stigma around creators needing to create 24 seven. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's feasible and you get burnt out quickly. Like you said, um, I like, even I had experiences with that too. So I started normalizing, like I was very passionate about YouTube. And then I was like, I, I'm like, I don't know if this is, if this is my thing and I'm not going to do it 
just to cater to an algorithm. Same with Instagram, mm-hmm. same with TikTok. They're all the same, right? They're all based off of an algorithm and what people mm-hmm. like and all the things. Um, and it can get it can get very cumbersome and and tiring and you exactly. lose that creative like passion and fire of and your voice because you're going I have nothing like you don't have if you don't have anything to say you don't have to you know mm-hmm. yeah so it's a lot of like talking to talk and creating creating just to create instead of the passion and the why underneath of it yeah and I think especially as a creator um with so many different people spitting out different ideas it's so important to have a strong sense of self, which is something that I talk about a lot in my content. Yeah. Is like everything is pretty much revolving around the self. And um, one of my favorite albums is by Lauren Hill. It's like the MTV Unleashed live album. Mm. And in one of her interludes, she talks about um, how for the longest time she wasn't in this good headspace because she was creating for all these other people. And she had like a huge team. And it wasn't until she actually started creating for herself first that she started finding peace and like all over tiktok there's a song it's like uh she's talking about how how she's got to find peace of mind Mm. basically it's in that album where she's talking about like it wasn't until she started focusing on the self that she started finding peace of mind and i think that's so important when we're all healing that instead of focusing all on like other people where like a lot of people pleasers do it's so important to just like slow down a little bit like be like hey is this really what i want yes and take the time to just slow down and become more grounded in yourself I think a lot of people just don't know how to stay present because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard to stay present and be connected to yourself always, you know? Exactly. We live in a world that's like distractions constantly, mm-hmm. like our phones are lighting up or people just stay busy to stay busy because they want to distract themselves mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are, like, how are some ways that you like to stay grounded within yourself through your healing process? What does that like look like? Um, so I feel like especially as a creator, it's really hard because on social media, you get so many notifications. Um, So like my number one thing is if I find myself, it happens to everybody, you'll be on social media, like I'm going to check it for like five minutes and an hour (laughs) goes by and you're on it. So it's like, oh, wait, I got to get off of this thing. So it's like, uh, I'll put my phone on do not disturb. I'll like put it on the charger upstairs and I'll go work downstairs type of thing. And um, also just, I think going out in nature is something that like when I was younger, I always went on like hiking trips and whitewater rafting with my family. So like little things connecting with my inner child in a way, just doing things like going out in nature. Like sometimes I'll go to um, it's New Smyrna Beach, which is maybe like I live in Orlando. So it's like maybe like an hour north and I'll mm-hmm. go catch the sunrise over there. And it's perfect because it's right over the water. And um, I'll go like just anywhere out in nature, basically. And um, meditation is also another huge thing that um, has helped me find a stronger sense of self and just like learning about these different philosophies like stoicism and Mm. um, just other things like that. I think everyone has has their routines, but nature is huge and people overlook that Mm -hmm. all the time. You hear about like, I I think it's actually called grounding where you like, you let your bare feet walk Mm -hmm. on the earth and it has a lot of health benefits. Oh, it does. Yeah. I actually, that's funny. You said that my, my uncle like texted me that this morning. He was like, Hey, did you go outside and ground yourself yet? And I'm like, (laughs) I was like, no, I haven't. But like, I hugged a tree yesterday. Yeah. That's good. That's always good. Yeah, I did. I do that. And my, I'm sure my neighbors think I'm very strange, but, um, 
who knows what they think but half the time like i'll i'll go outside and just sit there um out in the front and just like close my eyes and get grounded just because mm -hmm. as human beings we're not meant to be indoors all the time at all exactly. yeah even as an introvert like i'm a huge introvert and i'll find myself in the house a lot and it's like wait you gotta go outside man you gotta <laughs> gotta enjoy the fresh air oh uh, i i understand i too i'm a I guess an ambivert, but like mm -hmm. more towards the introverted side. So I get burnt out quick with like interactions. My extroverted friends make fun of me. They're like, have you left the house? I'm like, I don't even like, no, I'm chill. Just hanging out alone. I enjoy yeah. it. It's fun. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I can literally, um, I ended up going to um, around the 4th of July, my family had a party. And a couple of weeks later, I, I think I actually got it on the flight um, coming back home, but I ended up getting COVID and I was in the house for, you know, for the whole quarantine. And everyone was like, are you, are you going crazy in quarantine? I was like, no, this is great. Like, I'm an <laughs> introvert. I can just chill by myself the entire time. This is the best thing ever. And I actually got so much done just being by myself. In light of like, you know, some people really took COVID like, like, oh no, I can't leave the house. I think for every introvert, it was like, the best time because we could recharge mm -hmm. we could reconnect to ourselves but also i think it forced a lot of people to be with themselves and do their exactly. shadow work um that everyone avoids because of a busy lifestyle um mm -hmm. i'm curious what is that like what does your healing process look like when you're going through what you're going through is it through creating or anything else i think one of the biggest things for me is yeah definitely creating as a creative um i feel like it has so much healing energy um i feel like social media has done a lot too where it's like i'm actually talking about these problems that i might be going through and it's kind of like in a way therapy mm -hmm. not exactly therapy but like in a way it's very therapeutic um i also think that like my first step is getting out into nature like I said where like I'll go to the water and it feels like it's just cleansing yeah. in a way um I feel like I don't know if you've ever seen Avatar the last oh, Airbender. It was yes. like, yeah I, I rewatched it recently and um I have this thing that I tell everybody it's like how the same way how Aang has like all these four elements that he has to master mm. you have to do that in your own healing journey where like you're connecting with all these different parts of yourself and like um so I'll find ways of like getting out in fresh air, going towards the water and like um, burning some incense and like dealing with all the senses and, and meditation, like starting off with like some sound um, like frequencies and like mm -hmm. all these other things and affirmations. And like, like I said, meditation is also another big thing. Um, and I also think just being honest with yourself is such a big thing where like so many yeah. people, they get stuck because they're in this this world of like this is what I want it to be and then there's like this is what it really is yeah and a lot of people get stuck in between these two different things um and I feel like both are important in their own way but like I think if you're able to just be completely honest with yourself and at least um be more like aware in a sense of like hey this is why I'm doing this um you can start making more change mm. in your life I, I I agree. I think, yeah, it's, it's uh, the self-awareness and accountability, mm -hmm. you know? Um, accountability is huge. I think people, a lot of people miss that in their healing journey. They, it, It's it's funny because, like, in my healing journey, um, I very much was like, okay, let me heal from all the things that other people did to me as mm -hmm. opposed to 
let me check myself and go hang on where have where have there been times where i need to hold myself accountable and understand mm -hmm. why i behave a certain way maybe why i keep attracting the certain types of experiences and people to shift it and change that behavior and then change your life you know so i've been dealing with that recently with accountability from like a recent situation so I, like i had to sit down and go oh no this time this was fully <laughs> i was like this is fully me i need to like self-reflect and dive in but you can do it in a way of compassion which mm -hmm. i think a lot of people miss too so yeah i think compassion is also a very big thing when it comes mm. to healing because people just beat themselves up all the time and it's once it's like if you're not treating yourself like your best friend where like obviously your best friends are gonna like make mistakes and like you have those times when like they're going through a breakup or something and they don't listen to any of your advice and everything that you said is like it happens and they're all upset it's like it's okay like you you're human um and you kind of just like treating them like your best friend but when it comes to yourself usually people just beat themselves up all the time yeah and that's never really going to get you anywhere that you want to be no not not at all i would actually say my first um my first taste of going through my own like healing journey was when i was in high school i had severe social anxiety and something called selective mutism which um anybody that doesn't know what selective mutism is it's an anxiety disorder where um, if you're exposed to any triggers, then you basically become mute. Like you can't talk because your anxiety is so high. So um, for me, my trigger was anything that had to do with school. I don't exactly know like the reason behind it, but just school was super overwhelming for me. So um, I want to say from like, I had to get up at, from school or get up for school around like seven in the morning um, and then ended up getting out of school because I played sports maybe like seven at night. So from seven in the morning until seven at night, I didn't say anything to anybody, my coaches, teachers, um, classmates, like 99% of my classmates didn't know my voice sounded like. And it was like that for years. Mm -hmm. um, so it it took me through this period of like, I didn't trust my own voice and I was afraid of using my voice and like all these other things. And it wasn't until I actually started getting into college that I started like branching out and learning about law of attraction and um, stoicism, like I said, and understanding like where your energy is needed, where you can control your energy, where um, you're putting unnecessary energy. And then like I started learning about body language. That was also mm -hmm. another big thing. And um, it kind of taught me in a way like because when you're not really talking, you're able to basically listen to what everybody's doing you're able to observe everything and I started picking up on things that like other people were doing that like I didn't really notice it's type of is the type of things that you don't really notice if you're talking mm. and I was very interested in it so I like I started branching out from there into learning about more like psychology why people are the way that they are um I know I took some classes on it but like I didn't go to school for psychology I went to school for film and it's complete opposite but um <laughs> But I I started just learning about all of these different things about like why people are the way that they are and like learning about the self and started getting into more like spirituality. And um, I think it just branched out into everything that I know now mm. after okay. just years. I think it's been about like 10 years since I was having like severe social anxiety. So Oh, wow. Does it yeah. still come up for you sometimes or no? Yeah, I feel like it's it's more like side effects. Um like long-term side effects of it. I feel like sometimes I will get like social anxiety symptoms. 
Um, and it, it, I think in a way it's still social anxiety, but it's nowhere close to what it is uh, or what it was. Um, and I think, um, I think it's more just like, I'm, I was so used to doing this for so long where I was just like sitting in silence for all day. And then like, if I got overwhelmed, I would, um, I would kind of just like shut down and, um, freeze basically. And, um, so like now if I'm ever, if my social media runs out, I'll find myself more just like chilling by myself and like, I'll have to remind myself, I'll like become aware of it and I'll have to remind myself like, Hey, like you're doing it again. It's like, Oh wait, yeah, let's go talk to some people. And, um, I'm able now to just like go up to random people and like have conversations. It's just more, um, I think there's still a comfortability from what it used to be. Like there's still that part of me that's holding on Mm. um, that I'm, I don't want to say I'm, I'm, I don't want to say like, I'm still part of like that social anxiety sphere, but it's just, I don't know. It's harder to explain. Like, no, I, I, still, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, they're still going to be like with depression or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you get rid of like the main overwhelming parts of it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that little tidbits aren't still going to like trickle down Yeah, 100%. from time to time, you know, into, into your life or like what you're doing and, you know, your daily mm-hmm. interactions. But, but I think it's like what you said, you're, you're very self-aware of it, which is what matters. So when you mm-hmm. catch yourself slipping back, you're going, oh, wait a second. Now I know it's time to like rely on the things that I've learned to mm-hmm. to push through. And exactly. um, it's tough because like when you when you struggle with anything, right? And it doesn't even have to be like a mental illness. It could be mm-hmm. um, and on, I don't know, any any trigger that you just have ongoing. What matters is that you catch it and you redirect, I think, right? Like you said, you you yep. catch it, you redirect and you and you go, okay, now I understand the why and like another trigger that I might have and I just keep going. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the relationship that launched your you basically starting your platform essentially, mm-hmm. what do you feel like talking about what happened and like what you learned from it? It was more just like an on and off type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of got to a point where it was, it just wasn't serving me anymore. Where like, I realized that this pattern of what I was going through was really just the pattern of, it was like kind of recreating a part of like my childhood in a way mm. where like, I, I don't want to say like an inconsistency, but in a way like an inconsistency where it was like, it was bringing up old wounds that just weren't serving to where I wanted to go. Mm. Um, and I think it was more, um, it wasn't that I like, I hated the person. It was more just, you know, coming from a place of this isn't where I need to go. This isn't like the space that I need to be in, in order to launch to where I need to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person that's like, if I'm, if I break up with somebody, I'm not really trying to, um, kind of like keep going through the same thing over and over again. I'm the type of person that's like, I want to especially if I get a new partner, it's like, I want to have that space where I'm not bringing in old conflict. Mm. So it's like, I feel like also in a way, it's like, you have to kind of cut off exes in a way where you're just not talking um, to your exes. And like, you're just, you're creating a new space where you're coming from like a more healed environment. 
yeah, just more creating the space where um, you can start new with the right person. That's funny you say that. I, I did like a ask me anything thing on my uh, Instagram yesterday and someone asked mm. like, how do I know, how do I know I'm ready to date after I just got asked something toxic? And yeah. I had said, I go, there's, you're never going to be completely healed, but you mm. have to be healed enough to see whoever comes in as a new person and not the person from the past. Cause it's yep. easy to like paint them, paint the new person from the like the old person and then mm-hmm. you don't treat them yep. with the right space like you said and the right mm-hmm. and you have those expectations of like this is what the other person did and it's not mm-hmm. fair to the new person oh 100 and then you have like all these triggers where you're like oh they're gonna do it again and you're like no you can't everything's <laughs> a different person you know so yeah you can't exactly. do that it, i think it's it's really admirable to like to hear mm-hmm. you say that like you went this isn't for me because i know a lot of people who who probably maybe are still in toxic relationships and they just Mm -hmm. stay and as an outside perspective especially if like you know you've healed from your own you go man like I wish (laughs) I wish you could see that like this is like not serving you anymore and I think there's a point where where you try to heal and repair a relationship and you try to work through it the best that you can but then everything always hits like a point where if two people aren't trying the same amount and they're not on the mm-hmm. same level and they're not healing growing at you know at the same pace sort of yep. um then it's tough and there's like a a huge breakdown you can't yeah exactly yeah there's no way that's gonna work so yeah what what's your latest thing that you've learned from oh, your own experiences good <laughs> that's a good question um <laughs> i would say so lately i learned um that i had a lot of healing to do around emotional intimacy and mm-hmm. I kept attracting partners who would reflect back to me the lack of emotional intimacy that I have within myself mm-hmm. um, and casual dating for me casual dating was not it was something that I think in our society and culture people normalize a lot is mm-hmm. you got to talk to and date multiple people to really which it, it is true to an extent, but mm-hmm. sleeping around with multiple people and using sex as a way to connect to someone intimately is mm-hmm. not normal. Um, yeah. And people use that a lot, I think, to get close to someone, to feel connected to them. But then what happens is you have mm-hmm. like your attachment issues and then your unresolved trauma pops up and it's like, trauma bond makes it even messier (laughs) yeah and that's uh something i experienced recently i went i had i was uh talking to someone and um for some reason because i had liked them a lot Mm -hmm. i somehow in my very backwards head even though i I wanted commitment and a relationship and something substantial and real because i've been single for like almost three years now Mm -hmm. i I transpired it into something casual and I it didn't it didn't hit me right away it hit me maybe like two weeks after when like I had said you know what I'm the I'm the toxic individual in this dynamic right now mm-hmm. I need to remove myself because that's not fair to the other person yeah um then it hit me and it dawned on me and I was like oh huh emotional intimacy is something that I think a lot of people don't truly understand and value um and physical is great you know how someone looks is great but um, truly 
there's like so many other things that you need to consider with a life partner than a checklist. I think a lot of people go off a checklist. They don't give someone a chance. They like, they push them off right away because they're going, eh, they don't meet, (laughs) they don't meet list criteria number 12. So, you know, I think I'm going to just toss them. And that's like not, we're Mm -hmm. human beings. No one's perfect. So you can't, you can't see people like that. I think you should have non-negotiables 100%. Mm-hmm. But past that, it's just, it's uh, it's messy. You're you're going to end up alone, unfortunately, if you keep going down that that route is what I've yeah. realized. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been good. It's been a really good learning experience. I talked about it all over my my platform, too. I did a YouTube video on casual dating. I was like, I can't do casual dating. Like, I'm like, as as fun as it is as cool as it might seem it's not it's very isolating yeah. and lonely um it's not a way to connect to other people mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah i feel like um especially something that i've learned is like i i feel like i need i'm the type of person i was like i need deep connection mm. so as i i know for a fact like i i know people that they're, they're like all into casual dating that's just not for me yeah so it's like um it's definitely understandable what you're saying as long as like people are taking these things as like a learning experience where it's like, Hey, I might've tried this and it wasn't what I was looking for. That's mm-hmm. okay. And kind of just like what we were saying earlier with showing yourself compassion is like, you are allowed to make mistakes and learn about these things. And like, we're all young. We can make yeah. these, these judgments that like, we don't really want to carry through to our next stage mm-hmm. in our life. Oh uh, yeah. I think um, it's just learning. And mm-hmm. I think we take it so seriously all the time. Yep um and that and it's life you know life isn't mm-hmm. meant to be serious 24 7 that's yeah. not you know it's not feasible yeah i all. say i say that the um the meaning of life is just to live mm. a lot of people say that the meaning of life is to start a family or to live their dream job to travel and i think that it's a combination of all of it where it's like you're able to just go through this journey that we call life and nobody knows what they're doing really and we're all just figuring it out and we're all making mistakes. And um, that's what makes the whole experience great in a way. I agree. I totally agree. I completely agree. Is there, any, is there anything that you specifically have been going through lately that um, you've been learning? Um, my latest thing is I'm working on a YouTube and I'm trying to figure out all the ways that I want to get it um, to show off my creative vision mm-hmm. and all of these other things. And I'm realizing that like as an artist or just not even just with me, but like with a lot of people that are around me, because I have a lot of friends that are artists is like, we're all going through it where um, we get stuck in this period of we're working on it, but like, we're really stuck in Mm. our own minds. We're like, we're not really working on it at the same time. So it's like, in a way um, I'm realizing with, um, with YouTube is just like the way that I'll have to record a YouTube video is completely different than what I'll have to do with TikTok where like I just set up a camera and I'll be recording it. It's different with YouTube because like I'll actually have to um, like say if I'm going in my car and like I'm going to drive off in my car, I have to set up the camera before mm. I actually walk to my car and drive off and come back and make sure I got the shot and everything. So it's like I'm a super present person and I'm realizing that like with YouTube, it's going to be a little bit, it's going to force me to change in a way and mm. nobody likes change. Yeah. Um, so I think that with that change, like it's going to force me to like, obviously break out of my comfort zone 
in in a way just like that part of me that is just like so present where like I'll all the time like I'll be doing something and I keep saying like oh, I want to record this and like get this moment so I can look at it later and I forget to record it and that's just the type of person I am mm -hmm. so I know that like that person subconsciously is kind of like threatened in a way it's like oh you're gonna get rid of me <sighs> and I'm like I'm fighting with that person so much right now where it's like um kind of being afraid of the change but still trying to do it anyways mm. yeah change uh change is our catalyst to growth I have mm -hmm. found you can't avoid it but it's interesting you say that I saw um I saw a video like a little video clip of mm -hmm. with creativity it's it's tough you kind of you, you have to let the voice of delusion not even hear the voice of logic and reason like mm -hmm. those two can never meet that's when creativity goes to die mm -hmm. which is true because like as soon as you have an idea you're like this is a great idea and then logic kicks in and it's going no i don't know like how are we gonna make that work what's gonna happen yep. how are we gonna do this <laughs> and then the actual idea itself like that raw idea done <laughs> so mm -hmm. i understand yeah. yeah, I'm just happy that like, I'm also very persistent with things. So it's like, mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm not good at it, I'm the type of person that's like, I'll spend hours on something, yeah. or like, I'll spend days or weeks on something until I get it right. Which yeah. is, in a way, like it can be um, limiting, but it's also from like a place of curiosity where I know that even if I spend all this time, um, kind of just like in a way, stalling and like fighting with myself that I'll eventually get it done. Mm. Um, I think it's just more of winning against that other side of myself that's trying so hard to just like to live compared yeah. to like changing into this person that I need to be to get to where I want to go. Yeah, I think um I think I think maybe they can come together too. Mm -hmm. you know? They can melt. Yeah. And and that's okay. Like they got to develop a friendship. As mm -hmm. strange as that sounds, but yeah, um, there's actually I actually um I think I wrote that down earlier today. Like I had this, this revelation and I was talking, I actually, um, I think it was last night. Cause I, I posted a thing on my story. It was talking about like, you're allowed to feel all of these different things and feel this. It's like, yes. you're, we're all complex individuals where like, we can feel like we're a mess one day mm -hmm. and then like, we can feel like we have all of our stuff together. And, like, oh, that's I saw okay. that. Yeah. I yeah. saw that on your story and I was like, Oh, he's so right. <laughs> Because it's true. It's um, mm -hmm. we think we have to be all together and perfect and normal and healed mm -hmm. and healthy emotionally, but then that leaves like no room for us to mess up and learn and experience mm -hmm. failure and adversity. And exactly. they have they have to come together. And I think no matter what the problem is, if it's like a disagreement you have with somebody or just like whatever's going on within yourself, finding the end in things is so important mm. um, because like a lot of times, especially in like disagreements, um, I used to get in disagreements with um, one of my family members and like we always have different point of views of, on things. And um, our disagreements would usually turn into arguments because it was like this is either this or this. And it wasn't until I started approaching them from like, it's this and it can be this um, type of perspective and like applying that to my own healing journey as well, where it's like, I can be feeling this where like, I'm afraid of change and I can be, I can be moving towards that change. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's a, 
That's, I, I learned that in, in a conflict management too, but that also translated to myself. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's realizing that when you have two, either in any relationship dynamic or yourself, when you have like two different pieces of information and opinions, n- no one's right or wrong. I think a lot of the time the ego mm-hmm. wants to be right because you want to feel validated and good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Then also the other person and the other idea or whatever experience needs to feel validated exactly. and they can both co like coexist. So yeah, I like the way that you explain that. that- mm-hmm. And even in that way, um, if you start approaching things for like, even in your conversations, if you're saying like, I, if you disagree with somebody and you're saying like, I think that like what you're saying is cool, but, and then you throw in the butt in there, it's kind of getting rid of everything that's before that. Um, and kind of just like invalidating that. But if you're saying like, I understand what you're saying and yeah. it's letting that, what they just said, live in a way where it's, it's saying like, and I also feel this, which is validating your own thing instead of saying like, yeah, you're feeling this, but I'm feeling this. Mm. So it's, that's also where, um, what you said with the validation. In a way, coexisting with anyone else's feelings and thoughts and opinions is you coming together to like further understand yourself and the other person but yeah the i can't like because i'm looking back to so many times i've i've said something where and then i said however or (laughs) or but and i'm like oh wait hang on you know so that's like good to it's good to realize in here i think that's very it's like super uh helpful yeah even i'll i'll still have times where like i'll throw in a but and then it's like wait let me go back and restart that sentence (laughs) yeah and this is also a thing So it's like you're I feel like it's something that like we all have to actively be aware of when we're having conversations with people and we disagree with them, especially if they're not really making any sense to us. Mm. Kind of just like I feel like we can have disagreements with people and still be able to validate them and like their own experiences. Oh, yeah, 100 percent, because it's it's wonderful. No one should ever have the same, you know, thoughts and opinions all the time as someone else. Mm. It's not possible. Exactly. We come from different backstyles. We come from different backgrounds and life experiences. So there's no way that's going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And even in like any healthy relationship, you're going to have times when you're disagreeing with them and like you're having all of these different clashes Mm -hmm. with each other. How did you, how did you learn like all of this? It was just, just through experience and um, like your own like trial and error. Yeah, actually. Um, I think that for the most part, like there's things that I'm not aware of yet. Um, I don't obviously don't know everything, but um, from what I do know, I kind of just like take what I know about myself and use that as my reflection of the world around me, which Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody does. But like um, I try to see it from a more like conscious way of like this is what other people are doing. And like I'm seeing what they're going through as a reflection of like what I've gone through in a way. So it's like, if you talk about, um, if somebody says like, oh, I, I have social anxiety in a way I can understand what they're going through. Obviously not exactly because they have a different experience than me, mm. but I can kind of connect the dots in a way. And um, I'm just using the reality around me as a way of just like ex- an extension of myself and like what I see in myself. Oh, I really like that. That's a really Thank good you. way to like to look at that. I feel like personally from like my own experiences where I went through social anxiety that um, in a way it's paved the way for like where I'm going 
right now and like with my whole thing with social media um I wouldn't be able to go through what I'm going through I mean yeah I wouldn't be able to go through with what I'm going through if I haven't gone through what I went through mm-hmm. so in a way how do you feel like what you went through is kind of getting you to where you are going that's a good if that makes sense no that makes that's a really good question um I gotta think I got that's a good one I think uh I think because I I've been through like more than a lot of people have normally gone through like I there's there was a time in my life where I would sit there and kind of play the victim and go oh like I've been through x y and z and like no one will ever understand me and and for a long time I think I painted myself as that to feel understood as opposed to realizing that other people have probably been through something similar and that it's okay that I went through whatever I went through and it's okay Mm -hmm. to experience those traumas and it's not my fault. Like I think, um, I think for me, it pushed me to really rise and become like a master of adversity so that anytime I was ever knocked down, I just was like, okay, I'm going to feel really crappy and down and sad about this for a little while. Mm-hmm. But then I always change. I'm like, okay, so now what's the next step? So anytime I face any sort of adversity or setbacks, uh, it's launched me to understand that whatever whatever comes up also does come down and that's life you know and mm-hmm. and when you do hit those down points it's very it's very important to to come out of those things and understand what your next steps are going to be as opposed to living in that past moment and just being more present mm-hmm. i think um i think my adversity and and being more present has just kind of come into focus and in line recently which is really cool um but it's always going to like ebb and flow and that's just how it's going to be. Exactly. And you can't control that. So for me, it's it's just uh, anytime I go through anything now, it, it I'm, I'm always reminded of, well, let me look back to see everything else that I went through that was like, mm-hmm. so like not worse in a sense, but like, because no experience is better or worse than the other. It just depends on how it affects you emotionally because mm-hmm. um, trauma is trauma, but yeah, I just look back at at all the times that I rose up and I just keep focusing on that and it keeps pushing me towards where I want to be. And um yeah. right now where I want to be, I think I think we're never going to get to where we want to be. It's all that's life though. You know, there's no mm-hmm. end to like the person we want to become. We're always going to be doing that. So that's what I I discovered. Sorry, deep answer to your question, but yeah. Yeah, I um what you were just saying, like, you're never going to be where you want to be. Um, there's a video with Matthew McConaughey. I, I forget what award he won, but he was talking about someone. They were asking um, who his idol is. And he was like, it's me in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he went and like the same guy 10 years later, he asked him, he's like, hey, are you um, who you want to be yet? He's like, no, like, it's me in 10 years. And then he was like, I'm never going to be who I want to be because I'm always chasing the person that I'm going to be in 10 years. Mm. Um, so I, I definitely, um, yeah, I like what you were saying, especially with like the ebbs and flows too, where like we have our baseline where we're like, um, like neutrality. And then like we're bouncing up and down across this, this baseline. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's just that's how life is. I think people avoid the lows mm-hmm. instead of embracing them. Um, you kind of need to. You can't yeah. fight the lows. You just <laughs> as much as you you want to, and you don't want them to happen. They're gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, exactly. it's just... to embrace the stillness in a way. Yes. Oh yes, I literally have embraced the depths of chaos tattooed on my forearm. So mm-hmm. that's. It's like a daily reminder for me. I'm like, yeah, you just kind of have to, you have to embrace what life throws at you, no matter Mm -hmm. what it is. If anyone resonated with anything that you talked about today, what would be the advice that you give them? Oh, let's see. I think one of my favorite poems is um, Our Deepest Fear by Marion Williamson. And it goes, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. Our light, not our darkness, most frightens us. You serving small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. as And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I would say that um, that poem is a perfect representation of if you want to change the world, first you have to have change within yourself. If you want to connect with other people, then you first have to connect with yourself. And by by shining your own light in a way, like what she's talking about, it's you're able to inspire other people and like by being authentic, right? So like by literally just talking about things that I'm going through or like what a lot of creators do, um, they're able to connect with all these people and help other people. And I think that, um, you know, just leading by example, doing what's right for you and um, like anybody that you want to help out there it all starts with just like embodying yourself and being as authentic to yourself as possible. You want to tell people like where they can find you and, and like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, on TikTok, you can find me at Bryce Spencer Jones, B R Y C E Spencer Jones um, on Instagram. It's the Bryce Spencer. And then um, that's it so far. Cause I don't have a YouTube yet. <laughs> oh, what about your podcast? Do you have a podcast? Oh yeah. So I, I, I am not as consistent with my podcast, so I give you props. Um, but my podcast is the Unstuck Yourself podcast on both Apple and Spotify. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. This was yeah, like thank you awesome. for having me. Yeah, this is a really good conversation. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>